0: Hello and welcome to the International Society of Hypertension podcast. My name is Associate Professor Fran St. Marcus from Monash University, Australia, and I'm the chair of the ISH Mentoring and Training Committee. I have with me Dr. Augusto Montezano, Walton Fellow in Cardiovascular Medicine at the University of Glasgow, also a member of the ISH Mentoring and Training Committee. Today we have the pleasure to interview Professor Machi Tomaseski from the University of Manchester and also the new president of the International Society of publication Machi, welcome and thank you for joining us today. Uh, let's get started. Well,
1: <laughs> so <clears throat> Machi, as like seen, said, like it is a huge pleasure to have you here with us. And I think like our um, mentees that we represent is going to be very happy to hear from you and your thoughts on mentorship and uh, other things. So just to get like the ball rolling and uh, everything started, could you just tell us like a little bit like how did you get involved in the field of hypertension and later on get involved in with the International Society of Hypertension?
2: Well, thank you first, uh, both of you, for having me today. And uh, I'm delighted to Contribute to the podcast uh, by um, ISH mentorship committee and um, hypertension has always been at the, has always been at the center of my clinical and research interests ever since I um, um, got to my third year in the med school and at this stage uh, we were encouraged to select a future research project to do and a future clinical discipline we are particularly interested in. And um, I I went for internal medicine and then hypertension. And I've never left hypertension ever since. And every year I had a hypertension-related project. I did my MD in hypertension. Uh, My specialty is internal medicine, but obviously very much involved, embedded in cardiovascular Medicine and hypertension, and that has the disease. That is the disease, and uh, that has been closest to me on both professional and personal level. Um, and I, my contact with ISH, my first interaction with ISH, dates back to 20, um, 1999. Um, I think it may have been even 2000. Um, so. Mo- Yes, so more than, yeah, a long time ago. And um, I was, um, um, I won an ISH Clinical Research Fellowship at the University of Glasgow, uh, where I joined uh, Professor Dame Anna Domenichak's team. And this year was extremely productive and successful. And as a part of the, um, as a part of this fellowship, I joined, International Society of Hypertension as a member, which was very fitting given that I was ISH funded when in Glasgow. So ever since I've been an active member of the ISH uh, um, uh, um, initially as a member, um, I um, then got involved at the committee level uh, under Professor Stephen Harrop's presidency and through these years i've developed uh, i've developed uh, or i grew up in the society structure and uh, became uh first the chair of ISH new investigator committee and later on i became the secretary of the society and that sort of um culminated in the um in my election to the presidential office um and here i am as the new ISH president giving a podcast uh, which is very very um, uh, nice and, and it's very nice to reflect back on the times within the ISH
1: and just like staying, saying like a little bit of the theme of like becoming the president was there like a drive for you like why since you joined the society and then when you start participating in the backstage of the society what was your drive that made you like oh I really wanted to uh, grow in society and become the president?
2: I, I think ISH um, is unique in this sense that, um, that it provides those opportunities um, that are perhaps not as accessible to uh, younger people, to ordinary members, uh, in other um, organizations. And I always felt that within the ISAs there is a, a very clear and um, um, a very clear pathway to the development. And, um, and I thought that um, society has provided me with the support at the very beginning of my career. It's only fair for me to give back and help the society to develop further. And so it was sort of a part, a part of my decision to to contribute to the society at the most senior level was driven by this intention to give back to the society, but also um, the um, some kind of feeling that I could also um, I could also um, help others in this um, in their careers through creating new opportunities. Um, so the, the the thought of of course at certain stage one decides whether um, after serving on the council um, one is ready for for um, for a more senior role in the society. And I reached the stage of my career where I was very settled, both on the clinical academic research level, um, and I still felt that perhaps there is some work to be done in the society. And at this stage, all those opportunities, all those chances came together. And I said, I would probably try to do it. Um, So it was uh, uh, effectively, this decision was um, partly driven by by my motivation to, to help the society to develop and to support it. And partly because I wanted to further increase those chances for, for, for other members of the society to um, help develop, develop their personal careers.
1: And I think like that's like a very strong point of view because Francine and myself like, had the pleasure to work with you when you're the chair of the NIC, like the young investigators. And <clears throat> And you're very like visionary. You always had like that vision of like, what could you make and how can you work with us to create opportunities for the trainees? And I think like during your leadership, the trainees became like very, uh, way more important to the society. So they, they got like a, um, a place. So now, as a president, like, could you share with us, like, what will be your vision for the trainees that the society now represents very well?
2: I I think there's still work to be done to make it clearer to everyone that if you wish to increase your uh, or enhance your career opportunities in hypertension the ISH is a place to come and um, while it's also very very flattering for me to hear that positive feedback on my um, support for younger generation of scientists and clinicians I think I, I still think there's still a lot of work to be done. I would like to think that within the next two years that the structures of the societies will be even more accessible to um to people at different levels of their careers, that it 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 should become more visible when the new ISH leadership structure is revealed within the next um, or three weeks and um, I would like to think that the society will be an aspirational place to be uh, for those who are serious in the in curious in hypertension Um, we I feel um, uh, as senior um, academics and clinicians have the responsibility to make sure that there is some legacy and um, there is um, continuation of, of, um, of tradition in hypertension research. Uh, and I think that it's the time to act to retain the talent and most promising um, scientists and clinicians is now. The, there are a lot of other very active, very, um, very um, prominent organizations developing those programs for the young scientists, and there's plenty to choose from, so we have to make the society an attractive, aspirational place to belong to. And, and we, that's why I would like to work uh, with my executive and the new leadership to make this happen, and those things do not happen overnight, it, it does require time and planning. Uh, the first step, I would like to think, has been done. Oh, the first few steps have been done, um, but there's still a lot of work to, to, to do. Thank you, much,
0: and I, I love that you spoke about legacy because I think that's a really important word. And, uh, and for me, that's something that reminds me of mentoring. And with that, I was wondering if you can define uh, your mentorship experience in one word.
2: Opportunity. No, that's
0: wonderful. Yeah. And do you think mentoring is important and why is that?
2: Well, I, I suppose mentoring just uh, used to happen even without uh, the, the structures that um, you guys have created in the society and others have created within the universities. Um, I think it was sort of a natural act for senior clinicians to take, or senior um, uh, um, basic scientists to take someone under their wings. And that happened without the the whole system, it was natural. And that's, I think that was very beautiful that it did happen. But I do think that the creation of structures that facilitate those interactions are important. And uh, uh, for those who perhaps do not have the benefit of being in a big institution, in a prominent organization, or people with no, who have no access to suitable mentors. So I think this, the, the creation of the uh, ISH uh, New Investigators Committee and Mentorship Committee is was a very significant step in the history of the society. Um, and I would like to think that we were one of the first um, societies to to put such a strong emphasis on the new generation. Um, and nowadays, more and more um, places and organizations have those mentorship systems and schemes, um, and uh, I'm delighted to, to see how it develops well in in the society uh, under your leadership. Thank you. And when
0: in your career did you realize you needed a mentor?
2: oh it was very early i i i um i would uh i was a medical student when i realized that um you need to you need a role model and you need someone who you um look up to uh because that makes your life much easier and you can benefit enormously from their inside direction not only on professional level but sometimes on personal as well um, and I was very lucky because I um, um, I had very very good mentors um, over the years and um, and it started from med school and I um, and I enormously benefited from from my uh, from her from my per- first mentor um, support until very late in my career um, and then when uh, when I moved to UK. I had wonderful mentors as well. These people are leading um, figures in the um, in the in the field of international uh, um, hypertension and, and uh, cardiovascular disease. They are very prominent um, people, but they were have always have time, drive, and willingness to support me for which I am enormously grateful.
0: Yeah, and I find that with most mentors that even for their very busy people, they always make the time for their mentees. And I think it goes back to what you mentioned before about giving it back to the community.
2: Yeah, I think and, it's very
0: important. Um, and much of these, do you still have mentors <clears throat> these days?
2: Uh, well, I, I do not. Think perhaps of them as mentors, but I obviously think of my previous mentors as mentors, and we are still in touch. Uh, I um, I um, I do think I do think that at this stage I I would like to think that I give more in um, energy and and time for being a mentor uh, because I think we need to be also balanced in the way we. We contribute to the mentorship um, uh, uh, relationship, and and as we grew in our careers and 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 uh, within our professions, and um, it's only natural that we we put more attention and more um, energy into mentoring other rather than being mentored. But um, in in you know in the ISH there's a very well established um, leadership uh, system. And for example, I, 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 I benefit still from advice of other senior colleagues as the new president and uh, I listen and I consult. I, I, I have uh, calls and zooms uh, with past presidents with some uh, with other really senior figures in, in the hypertension research and um, my past mentors and so um, I think it's a, it perhaps has a slightly different shape than it used to. But I, again, I think it's, it's only natural that um, it has to evolve.
0: Yeah, no, but that's wonderful. Yeah, to have that opportunity to interact with the senior uh, members as well and gain uh, from that. And also then give back to the more junior ones.
1: Yeah. Machi, talk about like giving back to the, this, the junior ones. And talking about your uh, mentor uh, experience, so how would you define your uh, mentor uh, style? And can you give us like examples of like how would you like to help one of your mentees, or how that happens?
2: I would like to. I would like to think that I am very decisive, and I provide a very clear direction. Um, I um, I think I do spend a lot. Uh, I do spend time uh, with my mentees to make sure that they um, develop into into future leaders, um, um, scientists and clinicians. Um, I would like to think again that um, I have been fairly successful in, in this department, both in my um, um, in the um, at the university level, but on the clinical level, and within the ISH, uh, my uh, ideal mentee. Ideal mentee. Yeah. That's the question, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's very easy for me. I mean, the ideal mentee is someone who is very, very ambitious. I, I, that's that's the, fir- the that's what I'm looking for when I meet um, future. Uh, future um, uh, mentees, Uh, these people um, uh, who are driven, uh, who are curious, who are passionate uh, about about research, about hypertension, about genetics that I do. um, uh, uh, and, um, And I think these are the ingredients that I'm looking for when I first meet people to um, to um, to either to appoint them or to, who are looking for uh, my mentorship.
1: Mm-hmm. And Machi, so now that you know your style and what, so how, how, what's a good mentee for you? Like, if you step back to your times, like when you were a mentee, like, what do you think that people should, like, mentees now should look for? And they need to identify whether that lab or that group is a good environment, has a good environment, mm-hmm. for their training. So, what kind of things do you think sh- people should look at?
2: I think the first thing I would do if I was looking for mentorship op- opportunities, I would do a lot of uh, background work. So, I it's uh, with the access to the internet, um, social media, um, PubMed. Um, and all those resources it's so much easier to get a better insight into how the environment um, how productive it is how uh, how many people um, uh, are working in the given environment and of course once you have done your background checks on your potential mentors the the most important part is to be able to meet them mm-hmm. uh, I think it's absolutely critical for a mentor and mentee to work together not only on the intellectual level but also on the personality level and it's natural that certain people w- won't be able to work together because there's a disconnect on the personality level so look for people who when you meet them you think that they, you can work with them they they that they, they can you connect with them on this on this level and um and then give it a try it's uh and if it works that's fantastic and if it doesn't work then don't give up and 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 try finding someone else i would that's the that and
1: uh, and a key thing that you mentioned is to meet with your mentor after you hmm. do your background so how do you what's your suggestion for people to break the ice or like to approach the mentor especially if the mentor like there's usually somebody that you're going to admire or you're already admire and sometimes you have like that star struck thing or you're afraid of saying something stupid or like you can be like a shy person or think that the uh, researcher is like a little intimidating so what's your tips for you to break the ice get some courage and approach the mentor
2: I think I think you know with the you, you there is no um sort of magical recipe, which I think would always help is the classical good manners, appropriate timing, appropriate emails um um and introducing this spark um uh, showing that you really are interested and you really care and that's you can um this is um this sounds uh, very um simple but i i often see so many emails um that have no appropriate um first approach uh thought through and um uh, that's uh, discouraging and then um so if you if you think it through if you word your first email appropriately if you go to the first meeting and you behave well and you are polite and interested and genuinely Uh, showing your passion, then then I think that there's a very good chance that you will win those even most intimidating uh, people over. I'm not so keen on the strategy of never give up if you want to achieve a mentorship um, uh, opportunity, because I think there are many people you can work with, and it's not that we are in the field that just a couple of people do. And um so I would not I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend just um um sending hundreds of emails and, and insisting on meeting because it's absolutely critical. I I I that that wouldn't be my preference and I wouldn't really recommend that. So it becomes, I,
1: I old school in that department. Yeah, no, but I agree with you, like becomes like more like an obsession than something that you like it becomes like a an awkward. Yes. you create an awkward situation instead of trying to uh, to get something that's going to be beneficial to you so it's yeah I agree with you like I, I wouldn't't um, <clears throat> would be my advice as well no <laughs> and <laughs> you, like just to, to finalize like this mentee portion of our interview so you talk about your visions and like how ish can help like mentees and how we would like to what we would like to do but and if you look back like to your, participation and uh, ISH. And how do you think it's important that aspect of your career to be active in societies to the progress of a mentee's career? So how crucial that is and uh, how that helps the mentees to move forward? Uh,
2: we are talking about about. Um... ISH, again, in the, um, in the context of opportunity. And uh, uh, I think it's very, very important in young people's career to firstly, on a psychological level, to belong somewhere apart from their institution. And the ISH gives you the sense of belonging and you start really being committed to it and and it's one of those things that ish has always had and it and and i think it's nice to be a part of a community uh, of a circle of people who are uh, who come together because of their passion for hypertension so it's it's it helps everyone on a personal and professional level but i also think that sitting on a committee is for a young person who just started their research in hypertension and doesn't have much experience yet, um, might be a very important point when applying for jobs, grants, uh, and being recognized, because then you become a part of an organization who is well known for their contribution to hypertension, you become the part of the Leadership, and and I think that's that's also that also helps uh, in in securing um, jobs, in securing grants and so on.
0: Absolutely, matching yeah. And if we change slightly the topic now to talking about some of our most recent challenges we're facing in uh, in our world and in research these days. Um, would you be able to tell us what do you think is the biggest issue around diversity and inclusion and how we could potentially change that
2: in hypertension research? I think the last year has been, has, has really changed everything around us and uh, um, not only in the sense of, uh, uh, of the pandemic, uh, but also how it really exposed all the Inequalities in the societies, from healthcare access to many others, and I think um, it is it is um, it is important that uh, society shows true commitment to inclusive to increasing this inclusivity and diversity in the uh, in not only on the paper but through genuine actions. And um, and I think that one the 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 new blood campaign that uh, um I initiated as a president elect and that culminated with a massive interest on social media, and the next wave of submission of expression of interest will confirm that the increasing uh, increasing opportunities and incre- uh, through diversity and inclusivity is is something that does does happen in real life. And I would like to think that it will be also visible in the new leadership structure we have. We are very committed at the most senior leadership level to to make sure that we have the the most diverse and uh, most diverse and most inclusive structure possible given the circumstances yeah. and of course there will be still a lot of work to be done and one of those um um one of the the people on, i am very hopeful will be able to achieve this mission are uh, are those sitting on mentorship committee on the new investigators committee not just executive and I, I hope that what brings us all together is this commitment to this particular mission. And, yeah, well, um, yeah. and, and hopefully it's uh, within the years to come, we will see this diversity much more prominent and the most, most senior level of the society. And, uh, and, um, and, um, and I would like to think that, um, that everyone in the society will contribute to that.
0: Yeah, no, that's wonderful, Machi. we're definitely committed to trying to help uh, junior uh, researchers to continue to um, be part of the society and to make a society that is more diverse as a a result. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. do you have any advice specifically for women and minorities in hypertension research?
2: Come to ISH. Mm -hmm. Come and join ISH membership. We have the... The Women in Hypertension uh, Society under Professor Steckling's leadership uh, is, is growing enormously. Uh, it's the largest committee, membership-wise, in the society. And there's so much passion uh, in these women to, to do things and achieve things. And I'm, I'm absolutely amazed by the spirit of 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 um, commitment to hard work and to ISH, um, so um, this is a place where where, where we support and nurture uh, women in hypertension, and where you will have a refuge um, as a women in hypertension research. Where you will be able to do um, to join your colleagues and uh, and work together. Um, in in the most friendly and happy environment I can possibly imagine.
0: that's lovely. And uh, being a woman in hypertension, I have experienced that firsthand and I can tell you that the society has been really supportive of uh, me and uh, my growth as well as a scientist and as a leader. And I truly appreciate that. And our final question to you is, around uh, COVID and the impact that that is having in our um, community, in like general community, but particularly for our junior researchers that have been affected with laboratories closing, with uh, less research funding being available. And I was wondering if you have any ideas of what we as a community can do to better support our junior scientists.
2: Hmm. I I think it's... um... It's it's difficult, isn't it, for for um uh for young people finding themselves all of a sudden in the world um that is in a limbo. Um and um and again there is a, so there is no no magical recipe how how to um how to enhance your career in the current climate. Um, um I I would like to think that um, perhaps if you have a little bit more time, because there's not much lab work going on, or, uh, or there's some um, changes at the university, is to look for opportunities, uh, um, do some do some research, join a society, um, join try to join a committee, connect with people, and be flexible in. Uh, because that's something that we will all have to learn to do. Things around us change so quickly and so dramatically, and you need to develop the ability to be to adapt. And uh, so I would I would advise to use this time wisely to develop to, to gain knowledge about opportunities, about new chances around you and also learn and grow in, in terms of flexibility and adaptability, adaptability um, if that, that's an investment in my view at present.
0: Yeah, well, that's a great, great idea. Well, that was all the questions we had today. Thank you so much, much. It has been a real pleasure uh, to be able to spend this time with you and also learn a little bit about it more, your perspective and uh, some great ideas that, that I'm sure uh, our mentors and mentees uh, will enjoy and will learn a lot from. Thank you.
2: Thank you very much again for having me.